Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you for checking out another brand new episode. Today's features singer-songwriter Presley Tennant. I had a lot of fun talking to her uh, on Zoom the other day, talking about her brand new EP, 600 Miles, that is available everywhere you get your digital music at right now. And I hope you enjoy it. I do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri, serving up all your craft beer needs, over 25 rotating taps, and all kinds of delicious food. Uh, You can come out and get you some uh, burgers and nachos and flatbread pizzas. Uh, Check out their Sidewinder fries. Those are always a hit. And, uh, you know, all kinds of uh, weekly specials. And you can uh, find those if you follow along on your uh, Facebook and Instagram and visit friendshipbrewingcompany.com for a full menu and uh, uh, for the beer and food. And uh, you can get some great live music. Uh, This week, I got a couple of fun events happening on uh, December 20th is their ugly sweater party on Tuesday night. Thursday, the 22nd, uh, they'll have Singo Bingo. And on Friday, December 23rd, Steve Kyle returns. And uh, they will also be open um, noon to 7 on Saturday, Christmas Eve, December 24th. And it looks like they're doing a uh, buy two crawlers, get one half off, and $2 off their thanksgiving four packs uh so uh if you didn't get a chance to check out the thanksgiving four packs those had like a a, a pecan pie beer and uh yam beer and uh i don't know they sounded interesting uh i'm gonna have to go buy and grab a four pack myself so i know they're doing some flights and four pack specials so uh check those out uh you can get all your uh all again, all the beer menu, food menu, and concert calendar at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And if you are in the Hannibal, Missouri area or anywhere nearby, great news. Friendship Brewing Company is gearing up to open up a brand new location in Hannibal uh, in 2023. So uh, keep an eye out for more info coming soon. If you need anything else for me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And uh, with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode with Presley Tennant. Um, podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> That's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Hey, this is Presley Tennant, and you're listening to Rock Paper Podcast. Rock Paper Podcast. Scissors beat paper, paper covers rock. Rock beat scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guest that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip-hop, jazz. Kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the Rock Paper Podcast. 
double decker fudge round rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero He's your hero, he's your bestie Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast, coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today via Zoom with Presley Tennant. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, very exciting. I'm, we just met a couple <laughs> minutes ago, and uh, but uh, I'm excited to get to know more about you and your music and uh, share some of your story. Uh, I guess, uh, we, we were just laughing cause you know, we, we have, a a name in common. So we were kind of talking about that and I was going to, I told you I'd save a story for the air and, uh, but, uh, we, so there's, uh, you were saying that there's not, uh, you only met a couple of Presley's yes. and, and, uh, I was telling you about, about a little bit about my family. So we, we were, uh, a little West of St. Louis and, um, the funny part about it all though is like there's there's a you know a small group of us here in our immediate family and then uh there's another so there's a quick trip here in the gas station and uh there's a I'll go in I have something I use my ID or they my credit card or whatever it was they saw my name and they they started laughing and uh cuz there's also another Shane Presley that works or worked for them so and and he lives like, you know, ten minutes or something from me, and I've I've never met him, and I'm just like, what are that? What are the odds of that? There's two Shane Presleys right here in, you know, this right you know this area, and uh, the same thing happened for my mother when she uh we there, she's a uh, Debbie Presley, and she was uh there was another she used to get mistaken for this other Debbie Presley all the time, so <laughs> uh, yeah, so. So you're you you haven't even met a whole lot of Presleys, and I've got uh, one by the same name. That's uh... <laughs> you got yourself a, a doppelganger. Yeah, right. right next to you. And uh, with the so then uh, I kind of forgot about it. I haven't really, you know, I've never still haven't met him, and still like haven't heard a whole lot about him in a while. But uh, so I guess uh, so my wife worked uh, worked for the uh, police department. And, uh, I guess he, his name came up on the scanner for being pulled over. And, uh, they were like, Hey, is your, uh, husband, uh, driving some car? And they're like, Oh, that's not him. We were in Florida at the time. And so I was just like, so again, now, now I'm like connected to this guy again and stuff. So he's going to get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I need to <laughs> make sure they start using that middle initial or something. Or Exactly. Unless it's the same and then you're out of luck. Right. Yeah. He's gonna have to change his name. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I don't. We're just uh, kind of a small world stuff, you know. It's just kind of weird that I, growing up, I was, you know, even Shane was pretty uncommon. Yeah. And then having Presley was also pretty uncommon. So then to meet another Shane Presley was was very strange for me. So. But uh, yeah, did you? Uh, so is, is your uh, is your name from? Uh, from Elvis, or is it? Uh, was there another Presley influence? I wish that I was named after Elvis. That yeah. would be a lot cooler of a story. Yeah. Um, but my parents, like when they found out they were having me, uh, they 
didn't know if it was gonna be a boy or a girl and so they liked the name Preston for a boy um and then they found out I was a girl and so they were like hey like what what could we do and they were like Presley that's kind of cool but um so that's how I got the name Presley but it would have been a lot cooler of a story if I was named after Elvis and like now I do music so like it would make a lot more sense but no it unfortunately not named after Elvis I think I might change the story after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's uh, yeah, that would be uh, that would be quite wild that uh, you were you were destined to be in in music after that. But uh, yeah, still- I mean, it's it's a coincidence. Yeah. And I'm say it's like a heavy coincidence where it was meant to happen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me, uh, tell me about you. Where where are you uh, currently uh, located at? Where do you where do you call home? So I currently live in Norco, California. I've been, it's a small little town in Southern California and like known for our horse property and all the horses here. Um, and so I have was born and raised here my entire life. I don't know anything else and I'm so glad I don't. I love everyone here. I feel like it's just kind of like with California, we get a little bit of everything. We get like the beach, the mountains, the desert, the city, but it's like, I'm in like that little, little, little area where um, you're kind of just outside of it all, but you're so close to everything. Yeah. Um, it's really nice. And everyone here is so, so incredible. Um, it's like everyone knows everyone type of thing. Oh, yeah. So, um, but I love it out here. I, I do go back and forth between here and Nashville quite often. It's been a little bit, but um, hoping to kind of make the move out there soon, but not also not planning on it i'm just seeing where life takes me and if it calls me out there then i'll be out there but in the meantime i'll be out in california yeah very cool yeah i've um i've made the the run down there a few different times i was actually just spending some time in down that way in uh, like knoxville area for a weekend with a bachelor party playing around on like this atv park and but uh it's pretty country down there too the smoky mountains and everything and um but the the city itself, Nashville's a, a lot of fun. It's always a a good time down there too. So I gotta go check out that ATV park down in Knoxville. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's like uh, it's just ridiculous. It's like seventy two thousand acres and like over three hundred miles of trails, and it's like it's just massive. Oh so my god! It's not quite Knox- Knoxville. It's uh, Oliver Springs, I think, is the town. But oh. uh, but yeah. Super cool place, and we we had a lot of fun just running around on side by sides all over the mountains. How cool! Yeah. I was like, I see. The thing is, out here we don't have a lot of like the woodsy, like where you can actually go on trail riding, unless like you're on a dirt bike. Um, but we got sand dunes out here, so every winter and fall we are always out there. I, I think I was out there last week. Um, so riding yeah. the quads and or atvs and then with the can-ams and things like that it's like yeah. My favorite. <laughs> yeah i was like my first like real uh experience with uh with the side-by-sides like that uh, i you know i grew up on dirt bikes and mini bikes and and stuff uh but uh i was i was really impressed like how uh how they performed like we we didn't get stuck <laughs> and all weekend we were all kinds of rocks and water and mud and it rained all uh, all day Friday when we were there, so it was nice and muddy out there. Oh my gosh, how fun! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we were uh, we had a real good time. Just uh, and they they have like cabins there we stayed in and stuff. So it was a good it was a good trip. 
That sounds like a good time. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm still. <clears throat> All right. I think hopefully that'd be better. Uh, that. Uh, so what about uh, what about music is that what uh, when did you feel like that uh, that calling to start pursuing music was it was did your family help uh, influence that early or did you uh, do something you find on your own? So growing up, I thought I was going to be playing soccer for my entire life. My whole family played. My dad was my soccer coach. I mean, he still plays time to time. Um, my brothers still play. And so the that was kind of like the trajectory that I thought my life was going to be on. Um, but I got to a point where I also really loved singing. Um, and it was more just for fun. I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, yeah, like I love karaoke and things like that. We go to Taco Tuesday and <laughs> I'd sing a Pat Benatar song at like seven years old. And then um, I don't know. I just kind of fell in love with singing and like because I was a very shy kid. But once I was like kind of singing on stage, it, all that like shyness really went away. And then um, I started taking vocal lessons when I was about seven. Um, I told my mom, I was like, hey, I want to take vocal lessons. And so I found the lady and I called her and I was like, hey, I want to take vocal lessons. Call my mom back. And then she called my mom back and she was like, do you know your daughter's doing this? Calling random strangers on the internet. And she was like, probably. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Um, And so I started taking vocal lessons from there. And I was doing little competitions near my hometown um just like a little all ages from like seven to like 18 and things like that um but I did that from 10 to I would say like seven to ten and then I was introduced to a girl group called the five LPs or the five little princesses and so we were a Christian-based pop girl group um and so we were like bright pink tutus all bedazzled you got all the rhinestones going on (laughs) full of sass all these girls were professional dancers and I could not dance a lick. I was, I could keep in time, but it was not going to be good. Um, so I, but that was like my first real introduction into the music industry. And I fell in love with it. I loved going to rehearsals and performing and writing and recording. It was all just so, so fascinating to me that people get to do what they love as like their job. Um, And so I continued on that and I was in the group from 10 to, I want to say 12 or 13. And, um, we got to meet so many incredible people as well as perform for like the Jacksons and Kelly Rowland. Um, and like growing up, like I always listened to like Destiny's Child and the Jacksons, especially the Jackson five. Like they were like, I would always sing who's loving you like everywhere. Um, and so like when I got to meet him, I was like, oh, like this is so cool. Um, like this is the man singing behind all this. This is so, so cool. And so I got to meet all of them. But I after the group kind of ended, I continued on the solo route. And I was doing pop music still at that time because that's what I what I knew. And I didn't know anything different. And so I continued on with that. And I learned so much during that time. I worked with so many incredible people. And every person that was like on my journey along the way throughout the years has just taught me so much. Um, And so I was about 16 when I kind of got to the point where I felt like I was writing music that just didn't feel like it was me. I felt like I was trying to be something that I wasn't and that I was like trying to grow up faster or trying to 
like, I don't know, just like be cooler than what I was because I was like not the cool kid. I was like, I don't have many friends and I'm okay with that. I got my my two really close ones and that's all I need. I wasn't, I didn't care to like go out and like go to like the whole party thing. I was like, that literally sounds so boring. <laughs> like I'd rather be at home snuggled in bed, like, like watching a movie, that type of thing. And everyone's like, oh, like, do you want to go out and do something? I'm like, no, I'm good. Like, right. go ahead. I was like, um, and so I felt like I was just trying to be something that I wasn't. And, um, it was like this inner battle of figuring out who I was. Um, and so I went back to high school cause I was homeschooled from sixth through eighth grade. When I went back to high school, I was in performing arts school. And so I did a lot of soul searching during that time, as well as during, um, when I, on season, I was on season 16 of the voice and all throughout that experience, I just learned so much about myself aside from music as well. Just like who I am as a person and what I wanted to say and how I wanted my music to be. And so I kind of had like this realization moment, like, hey, like if I'm going to be doing this, I need to do it the way that I want to do it um, or that's true to me. So I don't have to pretend to be something. And so I went into country music. I kind of found my roots again um, and everything is like never felt more right it just it's like that little like light bulb moment like in the movies and they're like this is the moment that mm-hmm. like is like, that kind of feeling it's so cheesy but as soon as i like looked over into country music it was just like yeah like this is home this is where i feel comfortable and this is where i'm supposed to be at yeah very cool that uh was so was country music played around the house quite a bit or was it uh you saying get back to your roots like is that where you raised on those records and or was it more pop music too it was a little bit of everything in the household um but the town where i'm from everyone plays country music i mean like we don't have sidewalks we have horse trails mm-hmm. uh, that type of thing and so everywhere i'd go that was always played you go to a restaurant country music you go out to the desert all of our friends play country music. And so I've always been surrounded by it. I mean, as well as the house, but then it's like also like on Wednesdays, it was like opera is blaring at like 7 a.m. Cause mom's like, get up, time to clean. Uh, right. I'm like, it's cleaning time. Um, we called it our CNC days, the clutter and crap days. So you just like <laughs> start taking a wooden spoon and you're like shoving everything in trash bags that has been building up for a while. Um, but no, a little bit of everything has always played throughout the house, but country music I also kind of first started that way I sang a lot of country music when I was younger and so when I made the switch it just felt comfortable like mm-hmm. it was like this is where I'm from this is this is what I've always been around and like even if I didn't recognize it completely at that time I knew that that was that was home yeah I uh I'm kind of <clears throat> I was uh there's a lot of country music played around our house a lot of uh I don't know. I have early memories of like in my uh, dad's truck and he had this like um, CD box set of Conway Twitty. And mm-hmm. like we were we were listening to a lot of those songs and a lot and a lot of them are like super catchy and fun. And then it's like but then like as an adult, I realized like listening to some of those songs back like, man, there's some really uh, some really filthy songs like uh some of the, some of the stuff Con, uh, Conway was talking about was uh uh you know it wasn't so uh you know he didn't try to hide it very much what he was what he was going after but uh <laughs> it was it was funny but uh 
great song still. And like, I mean, I remember those being a big part of it and like a lot of blues and, and thing, a lot of ZZ top and almond brothers and Skinner and this type of like Southern rock country and type of, uh, but anyway, just so, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like a lot of, a lot of various influences coming through the speakers, uh, when I was a kid and, but, uh, it is something really, uh, really cool about that when you find your thing, you know, like we finally like land on what, what is you and not your, not your influence, not your parents, you know, yeah. influences and stuff like that. And, you know, and I think a lot of kids, like you're, like you're talking about that, that finding yourself, I think like so many of us, you know, it's, it's we're, there's a lot of pressure on us around high school in that era, like trying to, you know, grow up and, you know, figure out what we're going to do for the rest of our lives and stuff kind of thing. And, and everybody's trying to figure it all out. And <clears throat> I don't know, I'm 37 now and I still don't know if I figured it out yet, but I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm having fun. So it's... <laughs> that's all that matters. As long as you're having fun through the journey, I feel like you could be anywhere in the world. You could be doing anything, but as long as you're living in the moment and you're just happy and having fun while you're doing it, sure. that's all that matters. Yep. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, still, still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, but we'll get there one of these days. But, oh my uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so you, uh, you now have, uh, you, you've been doing, uh, the, the country music for a while. You've got, uh, uh, some, some music out there already, but you are gearing up to release a brand new EP on November 30th. And, uh, let's talk about this. This is, uh, very exciting to have some brand new music coming out. I am so excited for this EP to drop. It is my very first EP. So I am just, I've been sitting on this music for a while and I'm like, I got to get this out there. Like I love these, like this whole collection of songs. There's six songs on there. Um, The EP is titled 600 Miles. Um, And so the kind of inspiration behind that it is one of the song titles that is from um, the EP, but in a different way for the meaning of the name. And so 600 miles to me is like, I look back at where I came from and like the journey that I've been on and that it just feels so long, but everything has been so worth it leading up to this point because it feels like I've just been on this long, long journey and every little thing along the way has led me to where I am. Um, It feels like 600 miles, but honestly, it feels more like I'm like, it's been a while. Um, of how I've been feeling this, and I'm I'm so excited for these songs to come out. So there's six songs on there. There's the title track, 600 Miles. There's How Many Kisses, Mess With My Man, Love's Gonna Win, Pray For Peace, and um, God Forbid We Pray. And each one of those songs, I feel like over the past couple of years, it has just been, I've been through these feelings over and over again and figuring out exactly what I want to say. And there are certain songs that I absolutely love on this. I love all of them equally, but there are certain songs in this moment of time where I can really resonate. And I feel like a lot of people can do that with certain songs um, that are on there and it could be different from what I am, what I'm feeling right now. 600 miles talks all about kind of like the, the relationship of like being like it being in a long distance relationship and like knowing like, Hey, like does love have a distance? Does it like, do you still feel the same way? Even though we're so many miles apart? Um, is this, is this like, are we putting in the effort? Like what are the, all these questions that you might be thinking during those times? I feel like kind of just encapsulates the whole idea of 600 miles, the song. 
kiss goodbye Had to turn and walk away So you didn't see the tears in my eyes You left me questions in my heart Left me wondering why I fell so hard Why'd you have to go so fast And go so How many kisses kind of goes over the feeling of like the butterflies and um it's kind of funny actually i'm going to give a little side note like while we were writing it i wrote this with victoria banks and mary sue england and we kind of like just had this idea of you know the saying like about a tootsie pop and it's like how many licks does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop when we were like well how could that be with love like how many kisses until you know until you know it's love like what what counts is that um, and it varies for each person, but it talks about all about um, just like the butterflies and like the excitement of meeting somebody and staying up all nights of the all nights or all nights of the hours. 
all hours of the night um, getting to know somebody because we're just so excited and um, kind of just like that feeling. And it's like, how, like, how do you know, like, what is this feeling? Like how many times do you have to like be around them? How many times do you have to do this and that to know exactly what this is? Um, and that talks about everything and how, how many kisses. Goodbye and I leave your driveway But halfway home I turn around Just to hear you say Say my name cause it makes the most Beautiful sound when you touch me And I can't breathe So baby, I'm just asking How many butterflies and overnights don't
And then there's like mess with my man and mess with my man is like the girl, you better back up. This is mine. I get it. He's a fine one, but you <laughs> battle off. This is, this is my man, not yours. <laughs> um, that type of feeling. It's like a very boss girl energy, I would say. And, um, and then there's love's going to win. And it talks about just like how at the end of the day, putting aside everybody's differences, we're all, if we all come together and just kind of go off of how we all feel, we all would have a lot more in common. Um, and, and the fact that like everything will be okay. Cause as long as we all have the love and, and respect for one another, um, we're all going to be fine. And then there's pray for peace. And that I, Harrison Shackler had reached out to me, um, through Instagram and he had this idea of a song and with everything going on in the world with like, even like the Uvalde shootings and things like that. Um, just about losing somebody and wanting to keep their memory alive because that is a scary thing when you lose someone and you kind of go through these feelings and you never want to get to a point where you can't remember certain things about them because what keeps them alive is their memory and talking about them. And so um, it's kind of like this whole, the whole idea for pray for peace is just kind of to really honor those who have passed away and keep their memories alive and honor them in a certain way that sheds light on exactly what happened and who they were as a person. Um, as well as like all the memories that you shared with them. And then there is God forbid we pray. And I feel like God forbid we pray is one of those songs where it's kind of similar in the sense of pray for peace, but a little different in the fact that I am a very avid believer in God and everything in that a lot of people can stray away from him in the darkest moments of their of their life. But and that could be really scary because at that moment you feel like you may be helpless or might might not have any like purpose or trying to find something to find the way out of this dark, this dark tunnel. But um but if you if you believe in God and or in something out there, um whoever and I, I whoever it is and like what they believe in, but there's a sense of purpose. And it can, and if you follow by their, um, and like when you follow by his, I don't even know how to like correctly explain this. When you believe in something that there's purpose and it gives you something to live for and something to live by. And so it's all in good faith and good timing, but you have to trust him completely. And I feel like that is all about God forbid we pray. It talks about like all these dark times, but as long as we can turn to him and Mm -hmm. surrender ourselves to him, everything will be okay. Yeah. Well, very cool. <clears throat> you, uh, again, this will be readily available on all your, uh, platforms, uh, on November 30th. Um, and you can visit presleytenant.com. You said there's a bunch of, uh, merch for this rollout and, uh, you can sign up for the fan email list and stuff, right? Yes. That is all on my website, which is presleytenant.com. And everything along that, as well as like tours and things like that, shows that I have coming up. Um, well, I'll be there as well as this new EP. Everything will be linked on there. And so you, everyone can go check that out. Yeah. Are you doing any uh, kind of physicals, uh, CDs or, or anything with this or just uh, digital only at the moment? As of right now, digital only, but that could be something that we visit very soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I mean, I, I talk a lot about it, but I mean, I'm always a, uh, I'm a collector. I like having a physical representation of it. So, um, but I know we're, we're in the era of getting 
where CDs doesn't really make a lot of sense for a lot of people. And, um, but it's cool to see vinyl making as much of a comeback as it has. And, and, um, so I don't know, I just, but I enjoy supporting the art in that way and stuff. And the streams are the, you know, downloads and the streams and stuff. And like, it's having it all readily available is nice, but I like having to hold it too. Yep. I feel like streaming is very convenient for this day and age, obviously with our phones being right at our fingertips, <laughs> always half right. the time leave our hands. But um, I don't know, there's something about having like a physical copy and just like actually seeing it and holding it in your hand is something different. Like my little sister, if you saw her room, everything there is just her entire wall is full of vinyl records. Oh, yeah. Um, I wish I could do I don't have a record player. So I was like, I I feel I'd feel really weird having an entire wall and like not being able to play any of them, but she's blasting them always. Um no, and it's really cool to see like the younger generations that are getting into it. And I'm like, this is so 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 cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of all that, <clears throat> geez, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh what uh do you remember your first uh C D or, or vinyl? I do. It was Taylor Swift's. Um, I don't remember what the album name was called, but it was like her blue and she had like the curly hair. It was like when Picture to Burn, I think it was that same yeah. one. Our song was on there. All, Tim right. McCall, all that kind of stuff. All those songs are on there. I would play that religiously. Oh, yeah. Religiously. I loved Taylor Swift. Still do. But there's something about her old music where I'm like, yes, like, like six-year-old me was like, yeah, I hate that stupid old pickup truck. And I'm like, what is pickup truck, dad? He's like, Presley, there's one outside. And I'm like, yeah, burn it. Like that type of thing. <laughs> it was, I, that was my first one. <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. That's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, she's obviously uh, one of the uh, all-time greats, you know, she's been crushing it for a long time is but it's really cool to see her uh you know buying all her own music back and re-releasing it this you know recently and then uh and then now we got a brand new album and stuff and i've been laughing at the uh like the tiktok trend uh you know the uh it's me and like uh so it's just it's fun it's fun to see it what's that I was going to do one of those TikTok trends, but I was like, I feel like this isn't good enough. Like it doesn't make any sense when I try to put it out there. Everyone yeah. else is like funny and mine's like, not. and I'm like, this isn't, I can't post that. Like I'll look just like dumb. <laughs> I like <laughs> cool a bunch of, I would be like way down. <laughs> I like a bunch of them with like the dogs and stuff, you know, like they're always like, uh, so those are always funny. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's a, that's a great, uh, introduction uh and you know first album and stuff to buy and things so um you ever uh you ever get to meet her yet or i have not but no. that would be like a dream come true she is a lyrical genius i like i would love to be like in her mind one day just one day i mean it was i would love to be in there more but just like to know like her thought process behind everything yeah because like even like the little Easter eggs that like she drops from talking about like previous songs that she's released and how they're like integrated into what's coming out and like all of like the Swifties, they are also geniuses for figuring it out. Cause I'm yeah. like, how, how did you find this? Like I, 
I'm looking at this and I'm watching it and I'm like, it's just like a normal video. And they're like, no, this is what this means. Her, she touched her hair like four times. So that means she's talking about track four on this album. And I'm like, all right. Like they should be detectives. Yeah. Like seriously, I'm all, they should be in the FBI at that point. <laughs> finding clues. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, it is strange how how much uh those people uh obsess and and can spot all these little things and and not i don't know i think there there's you know maybe there's some truth to some of that stuff i think some people uh you know i'm just speaking uh generally like people um you know especially with songwriting you know people will apply their own stories to songs sometimes maybe you know it's not exactly what the songwriter intended to the lyrics to mean or something, but they, they can apply it to, Oh, it means this or, you know, or something they, you know, they come up with their own story to go with it. And sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's, you know, not always the, again, it's not truthful, but so I feel like there's a lot of that. Like there's sometimes there's open interpretation to uh, some of Taylor's stuff and, and she probably just enjoys uh, getting people worked up about some of that stuff, you know? Yeah. So. And then, like overcomplicating it when it's so much simpler. And right, she's yeah, like, exactly. Oh, tell you guys. <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, you on the EP, did uh, you you wrote all these uh, all these songs uh, except for the you said you co-wrote with a friend on the on some of the some of them. So there's a few songs on there that I did not write, and I think mm-hmm. this is like the first project where I'm actually releasing music that I did not write completely, but um. I felt so strongly about these songs and that I resonated with them so well. And I just fell in love with it. And like a good song is a good song. And I, I stand by that. It doesn't matter who wrote it at that point. Um, And so I, I, there's a few songs on there. um, I think about half I wrote and then half of them I, or let me think about this. 600 miles. I co-wrote. And we have how many kisses I co-wrote. And then Love's Gonna Win, I co-wrote, as well as Pray for Peace. I changed up a few things when he sent over the song. Um, but otherwise, I left it untouched because I was like, I love this. Um, and then God Forbid We Pray, I did not write, but I just love the message behind it and everything that it had to say in the song. Um, and then Mess With My Man, I was like, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, No one's touching it. <laughs> this is exactly how it's going to be. Like Everything that I've been thinking is already on the song, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, I mean, again, going even what I was saying before too. It's fun when, when you do get those songs, and it's almost like they're, you know, even though you didn't write it, but they're like telling your story, or you know, you can relate exactly to what is being said in these songs and stuff. Like that's always a a fun thing, especially even as a fan and stuff that uh, that it can connect to these songs like that. So, uh, well, you got a. Uh, before the uh, EP, we just released a uh, new single a couple months back, and let's talk about uh, "Break My Heart." That's uh, currently uh, on all your uh, streaming platforms right now. So, "Break My Heart," I wrote with Nick Autry and Bobby McClam, and we had this idea, like we had this lyric idea that we really liked, and it was, "I want you to break my heart." And like usually, like we just title it "Break My Heart," but. Um, because when you hear only break my heart, you're like, oh, like you're going to break my heart. Like, don't do that. Like that type of thing. But it's like the complete opposite, but the same. It's like, if anyone's going to do it, 
I want it to be the specific person. Like, I want you to break my heart. Like, go ahead, trash it, shatter it over and over and over again. But as long as it's with you, I'm a-okay with that. Um, I'm not going to say that it's healthy, but that's just the song. Um, no, it, it was kind of talks about like all these things and, um, in the chorus, especially like my favorite line is, um, of course I forget it. I want you to break my heart. Okay. This part, it says like, keep every piece to look or when it falls apart, as long as you put it back together, I'll go through this forever. I only want your name on these scars. Um, like, I feel like that the entire chorus just kind of like encapsulates the whole song. And it's like, like you have me like wrapped around your finger at this point. Like, I'm giving you everything. And if, even if you only give me a little bit of it, like I'll take what I can get. Cause I'm okay with it. Um, and so like the song I feel like is really fun. It's probably one of my favorite songs that I've released. I feel like it's just so upbeat and a little different than what you'd be expecting the first time when you first hear it. Cause you're like, again, like you're going to break my heart. Like, yeah.
And so, but I'm just really happy that song was out. It was a really fun one to write and record and sitting in the studio while it was being tracked. Um, it's just like one of the most incredible things to watch. If you've ever seen that, like sitting in there, they listen to this, like a little voice memo of like a work tape of a song that musicians listen to it like maybe once or twice. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, let's go in there and do it. And then all of a sudden song is done. And I'm like, yeah, magician. Like magic. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. I'm like, you guys just transformed something in front of my eyes. And like, it was done in like 10 minutes max. I'm like, you yeah. guys are incredible. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not, uh, I don't play. I don't, I'm never, never been, uh, you know, musically inclined really. I'm just a huge fan. And, um, yeah, it blows my mind to see the way that people are able to communicate like that. And like, you know, just, to immediately pick up on something and run with it like that. And just, make it make some beautiful piece of work like you know it's just it's really crazy to see sometimes like that but like i said yeah. they are magicians seriously yeah they're like magicians or like wizards of some yeah. sort yeah. they all every single one of them uh well you um i went through a bunch of your songs uh just trying to get to know a little bit more about you and i, I really enjoyed break my heart i enjoyed uh something in orange um and uh gamble on you was fun like all the all the different uh references to to you know cards and and everything else that are in there um which was, it was as a fan of songwriting it was it was fun to see how many different uh references you could put in there and stuff so thank you so much because yeah. i was struggling writing that song i have never played any I, i'm only 20 i can't gamble yeah. all right I was like sitting there. I was like, mom, what are like gambling references? Like what are, yeah. like what do people do when they, I know there's like slot machines. I was like, I know there's like, I think it's Texas Hold'em, Blackjack. I was like, there's a king and queen. Yeah. Maybe that's chess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like sitting there and I was like, can you, can you help me out a little bit? Like, do you know any of this? But um, no, the whole, the whole vision, it was kind of funny on that one. Cause I was sitting in a hotel room. And I was going into track like two days later and I just wasn't in love with one of the songs that I had already wrote. And so I was like turning on the TV channels and I was like, okay, like let's, I'm going to mess around and see if I can write something better that I like. And so I came across the poker channel and I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. Leave it there. Didn't think anything of it. Um, and then in the sky that I really liked at that time. And I was like, oh my God, I looked at the TV. I like looked at my phone like the TV again, my phone. I was like, this is a gamble. I'm taking a gamble right now. Like I have no idea how he's feeling. Um, and so I, it was like a risk that I was willing to take. Like I'm giving you my all, but I don't know how this is going to go. Um, I'm going, going all in, going to try to win big or I could lose it all heart shattered on the floor that like stomped on it a few times, like that type of thing. Um, but I wrote the song and I really liked it. I sent it to the to my producer at that time, and he really liked it. And so we, I went to the studio the next day, and the whole song was finished. And I was like, I love this. This is like one of my favorite songs now. Yeah, yeah, it turned out really nice. Like, um, it's just like you know, it, it is. It's just again, as a fan of songwriting, it's fun when you see somebody take something that you know, like that, like it might be like right in front of you, like there was that. And then, but just like to see it come together so nicely, like, uh, the, the idea of, of you know, taking a gamble. And so, um, <clears throat> well, it was, uh, very well done and you can find that on, uh, all your streaming platforms and, uh, again, visit presleytenant.com 
for uh, for more info on the new EP and sign up for the emailing list and uh, find some tour dates and all kinds of fun stuff there. Um, I had a couple of questions I want to get your take on. And um, so what what about, say we have a, uh, a Presley tenant, uh, like action figure or, uh, or, you know, Barbie or how, whatever, uh, however you want to market it. Uh, what would you say, uh, would be like three accessories to go with your, your, uh, figure? Oh, I mean, obviously the first one has to be a microphone. Yeah. I feel like that's a given. Um, you have like a, a like a certain color microphone or just a standard, uh, I mean, if it could be like rhinestone, that would be great. I do not have one. Oh, yeah. Um, if you could be rhinestone, that would be ideal. I do not have a rhinestone one, but that mm. I would love. Um, I would probably have to say maybe like a, I don't know. I'm like trying to make this like fun because otherwise it's just like a guitar. Yeah. Um, probably a guitar. And then like a really good pair of boots, like a really cute pair, like fringe. Again, probably rhinestone. Right. I love all things shiny for the most part. Like if it's like rhinestone, yeah, that's a deal. Like we're done. We're done. <laughs> done. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say boots, microphone, and a guitar. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure there's uh, some great places in uh, California too. But uh, that was one thing I noticed uh, that we went to a couple of different. Uh, my my wife was when last time we went down to Nashville, she was like wanting a nice pair of uh, of cowboy boots, and she. Uh, started uh looking around like there's just you know tons of them tons of great stores and there's like one pair of boots or well, one store that i would love to buy them from but they are so expensive yeah right a house payment in their own yeah like luke casey's beautiful beautiful but they are pricey and i was yeah. like that's that's a later in life investment <laughs> a lot more things that i probably should pay first sure. yeah. <laughs> maybe uh maybe one day we'll get in like some endorsement deals or something and hey that would be cool so if the yeah. case watching this right i'm your Shout girl <laughs> yeah uh all right what about uh what about a uh dream duet or collaboration i mean i know we talked a lot about taylor and stuff is there but is there a certain um somebody you'd love to to work with um there would probably there's a lot of people yeah for sure i'll give you like top five all right carrie underwood for sure because i love carrie underwood i love how powerful she is and everything that she has to say in her music it's just i don't know it's so effortless the way she sings too and i'm like there's no one else quite like her um miranda lambert because she's got all the sass all the grit like like i don't know boss girl energy again um chris stapleton because he he doesn't even have to be singing an actual lyric he could be just saying the word oh and you're like i felt that like sing it yeah i have a feeling um and he's just insane with his vocals but then i also would really love to write with um or sing a song with ashley mcbride i think she is a lyrical genius her and kaylee hammock they are so so descriptive in their writing but 
I don't know. I think songwriting is such an art because of the fact that it is typically only like two and a half to three and a half minutes, usually, give or take. Um, and they can fit an entire situation. You feel like you know every little thing about it and exactly what even like the scenery looked like at that time and like the feelings that were involved and you everything is just laid out there. Um, as well as it being just so cohesive and so, um, I don't know, like so, so strategic. Every little thing that they say in their writing, I think is just insane and is genius. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would love to collaborate with them. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I've, I've been a huge Stapleton fan for, for a long time. He, that would, uh, I don't know. I'm, I love his music and I got to see him live, like, um, right around like when Traveler came out and, uh, mm-hmm. he was on that tour and, it was like uh, in a small club with like 400 people. And uh, I remember thinking that night going in there, I'm like, this is never going to happen again. This guy's on a on a rocket to the top right now. And he, uh, of course, now he's, you know, doing stadiums and, you know, giant arenas and everything. And uh, so it's cool to see people starting to take notice that, I mean, obviously well overdue, you know, he was writing all kinds of great songs all over the radio for years before putting himself out there but uh yeah he's he's one of the best for sure that would be a a fun collaboration that would be a dream collab so you were talking about like feeling it like that was i uh i have a very uh distinct memory of um him doing sometimes i cry and he's like you know 15 feet from me or whatever and i'm just like man this uh so much just raw emotion coming out and like it was uh, it was just beautiful. It was such a such a cool moment. It's always I don't know. Whenever he sings, I'm like, this is so vulnerable. Like yeah. I don't know like, the way he sings it. I was like, he just seems so, so like authentically him. Like he's just free. He's not he's not holding anything back, and I really admire that. Mm-hmm. And I love that he like does it all with Morgan too. Like she's she's right there, and you know he's like looking into her eyes as he's singing to her and stuff. And I don't know. It's just you know, beautiful too. It's just, I love that their, their relationship and that they can do this together. And so, um, very, it was very cool to see. It's kind of that whole Johnny and June thing or whatever, you know, the different, uh, other love stories throughout the country music and stuff, but it's really cool to see them, uh, getting to, to do that together. Um, well, uh, let's see what I got one more for you. Um, all right. What, uh, I was thinking like uh, talking a lot about different songs and uh, is there a, a song you wish you wrote? Like, is there, is there one you've uh, that you heard and you're just like, man, I, I, I wish that was on my album or I wish uh, uh, they just feel like they're telling their story or anything in that sense. Like you just really connected with. I would say two songs in particular. Um, it would be worship what I hate by lady a. I think that song, especially in today's generation, a lot of people can relate to it. Um, We all subliminally do things that like we don't necessarily would want us to do. Like even as stupid as like when we wake up, like the first thing that we do is like check our phone and like see what's going on in the world. But it's like there's so many of like these things that like we don't realize that we're doing. And it's like we slowly start to become that. and so I think that song recognizes everything about that. And I just think it's like a very beautiful song. And it's like, 
I don't know, trying to fight these like inner battles and these inner demons and figuring out like who you are and trying to push it all away just to be yourself. I just think it's a very beautifully written song. Um, And then Ashley McBride's Girl Going Nowhere. I would have to say that one because I feel, I don't know. I feel like it's also kind of like the journey that I'm on to talking about like, um, like how like being from like a small town and then doing all these cool things and people are like, Oh, like, that's it's gonna fade away like it's not real like it's gonna she's gonna be done in a flash Mm -hmm. and then it's like all of a sudden you still keep going there's a little bit more traction everyone's like oh like yeah like i know her and i'm like you didn't know me back then yeah (laughs) you didn't want to (laughs) (laughs) like that type of thing um i don't know it's just i think that song is just very beautifully written as well and talks a lot and i feel like a lot of artists today can relate to it in that same style of like when they finally start to do something, everyone's like, Oh, I, I was there for you. And I'm like, you might know my middle name. Like, <laughs> do you know my favorite color? I was like, you could even take a guess and it'll probably be wrong. No, mm-hmm. I'm just, um, that sounds so horrible. Uh. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but I think those two are ended <laughs> there. Those two songs are, <laughs> I love this. I, uh, I had a buddy, uh, Dave wrote on, online the other day you know going into thanksgiving and stuff and he was saying something about like uh uh you know hey, musicians it's our favorite time of the year when then uh we we get to go and uh are you still doing that music thing and you know it's like how many uh you go back home to your your friends and family and stuff and everybody's yeah you, you know it's this is what your your career your your dream and stuff and people people still don't believe it's a real thing that you can do it's like uh you just don't have the you know, Monday to Friday, 40 hours a week job, you know, it's like. Well, and because it's not your typical, like nine to five or like certain hours, like, I don't know, music is a very up and down industry. Like one week you're completely busy. And then for like the next week, there is nothing at all. And it's all just kind of a hit or miss. And so people are like, oh, that's not a real job. Like that's a hobby. And it's like, "Mm." I mean, no, this is not a hobby. I was like, this is a hobby. I would also have a normal job on the outside. Yeah. Um, but there are people who also do both and make both work. And I think that's incredible. Um, but I was like, they don't realize the amount of hard work that goes into it because it just seems always so fun. Mm-hmm. They don't get to see the whole back end side of it. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Yeah. 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 I think, uh, you know, a lot of people look at just the, it's the stage is the, is the work part of it, but it's all, you know, the, everything, the, traveling and uh writing and recording and you know there's so much that goes on that nobody sees that uh is all the actual work and stuff too but it's also fun but uh you know so yeah it's a it's a it's a crazy business and it's uh i don't i don't know but i just think it's uh funny that people you know even no matter how successful people are they're still those people that will say that kind of thing though that you know you're still doing that music thing or whatever so uh but compliment and you're like yeah right i don't know what you mean by that yeah yeah <laughs> good thing uh, well you uh again uh find uh 600 miles um on uh november 30th uh streaming everywhere and uh check that out and uh follow along with presley on your uh instagram and get uh get plugged in socially let her know what you think of these uh brand new songs and uh but yeah i really appreciate you uh spending some time with me today talking about this and uh hopefully we can do it again soon 
thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. And uh, hopefully uh, we'll, I'll keep an eye on the tour dates. Maybe uh, we'll get a St. Louis date on there and uh, we'll get to hang out and show you around town or something. That'd be awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, thanks again. And uh, you, uh, you have a great day. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. You too. <laughs>